Put your dick away, Walter. I'm not having sex with you, Walter. Whoa. Is that Jesse Pinkman? Have you seen that? No. <laughs> that's that's Michael Ermintrout. <laughs> that's not Michael Ermintrout. That's Linda Belcher from Boz Burgers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is Walter White coming on to Linda? Because <laughs> he's, he's unhappy with Skyler. That's fair. He, he is very unhappy. He's an unhappy man. He also knocks. Man, this is old memes. I haven't thought about uh, Breaking Bad in, like, months. Breaking Bad is hot right now, Declan. I know. It's 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 been integrated into meme culture. Yeah, but, like, it's, it's less Breaking Bad now, more Better Call Saul. That's true. I saw a tweet the other day that said... Um, the only reason people Sunday. like no, <laughs> no, <laughs> shut the fuck up. The only reason Breaking Bad is popular is because uh of the memes. It's the only reason it's popular. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I like, mean, oh my fucking god. I mean, yeah, it's not the only reason, but like the memes help yeah. people watch it. But I don't know. Anyways. Uh, today we're talking about Dark Souls 3, which is weird for me to say. <laughs> Wait, shouldn't we do the intro to the podcast? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Call a Save Point, but not for me. Uh, I am your co-host, Declan Verbencore, back at you again with my bestest buddy. Uh, Eustace. From, from uh, Courage the Cowardly Courage Dog. Cowardly dog. Stupid dog, yep. you're making me look bad. And then I put the mask on and I go, booga and then you scream. <laughs> oh! I don't remember how he screams. That was like fucking. He goes, oh! That was a high five ghost scream. <laughs> he goes, be real. <laughs> I can't do his voice. <laughs> the things I do for love. It's kind of like, um. Uh, it's kind of like a Jerry Seinfeld. Like, if you just try to do, like, an exaggerated Jerry Seinfeld, you've pretty much nailed mm. it. Well, that doesn't really pertain to me since I've never seen or seen any clips of Seinfeld. But just just think think Barry B. Benson and then exaggerate his voice. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to do it, though. No, you got to try it. <laughs> anyway. No. No, you got Come on. It's for the content. I'll just say the things I do for love. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you didn't even the say it. The things I do for love. Yeah, see, there you go. That wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> you do it better, though. <laughs> it's like how my my uh, younger brother, Griff, uh, he recently, um, him and I have been getting into regular show, and... Um, he likes to do um, uh, Benson, and he's getting really good at it. I, I wish he was here to do it, but like, he Griff does a good every time Benson. I, yeah, that's wild. Uh, yeah, he now every time I see him, walks up to me, he's like Mordecai, get back to work, and I'm like Jesus Christ, like sounds like I'm actually getting yelled at. <laughs> now you got to call him, put him on the yeah, podcast, like, and do this reference, <laughs> and make him do the reference. I, I, <laughs> Why not? Oh my god! Because what if he, he probably won't pick up? He never picks up his phone. Damn, that's lame. But yeah, so now I got to do like 
um, Mordecai adjacent stuff for him. But anyway, <laughs> um. <laughs> I was telling Hodgkinson. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about Dark Souls three. <laughs> Spoiler alert: I'm not used to this, and we're talking about Dark Souls three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, contrary to popular belief, this is my first time actually completing dark souls 3 i've gotten far before yeah i've got i've gotten like right but like it's weird i got to uh aldrich in my last profile which is like two areas before the end <laughs> yeah that's not like that's not super far from the end yeah so it was like weird because i pretty much already beat it technically mm-hmm. except i i noticed there's like a lot of like different places that just like branch off and there's like nothing really there oh yeah towards towards the end of the game it definitely starts to like i know one of the complaints that a lot of people have about dark souls 3 but it's kind of one of the things that i like about it is that it's much more linear than like dark souls 1 was i can't really speak to dark souls 2 because i've never really beaten it but like Mm -hmm. dark souls 3 is much more linear than the first game is and Yeah, like they sort of they sort of start to lose that philosophy with like the end game because that's where a lot of the like, I mean that's where uh, that's where you fight like Osiris and um, Champion Gundir and like all of the all of the optional bosses are like kind of tucked away towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Osiris, I called him Osiris. I thought that that was his name. I've always called him Osiris. That's weird. Either way. Um, I'm sure one of us is wrong, but I don't really care about getting to the bottom of it. <laughs> I always assumed it's Osiris because it rhymes with Ocelot, which is what he calls his son. Oh, and yeah, that makes sense. If fucking if Elden Ring is any indication, FromSoft likes to rhyme their names. Margot, Morgit, Marjo. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Margot Robbie, <laughs> Marge Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, like, going through the game with, like, more of a, like, a FromSoft veteran kind of feel, you know? Like, because last time I played it, I played Dark Souls 1, that was pretty much it. Um, So, like, going into this game with, like, more FromSoft knowledge than Mm -hmm. I had before is weird, because, like, yes, there's, there's, like, a lot of, um like it's super linear compared to the other ones but also it kind of doesn't necessarily feel like that mm-hmm. even though like like you go into areas and it's just you you go through it point a to point b with items scattered around in like a more open area but yeah it's definitely linear but it, it doesn't necessarily feel like going from point a to point b which is nice but like bringing this knowledge that I didn't have the last time I played, I think helped me out in wanting to push through. Mm-hmm. Uh, because normally, I'd say if I played Dark Souls 1 then did Dark Souls 3, I'd probably fucking have a brain aneurysm and not want to play it at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like, traversing through these other worlds that are made by the same people, I don't know. I, I guess I had a, a different drive to, like, get through and, like, find everything mm-hmm. than i normally would have i think um, and i know you're like a crazy veteran of this game you like love yes. this game and shit. this is like 
Uh, Dark Souls 3 is my favorite FromSoft game. Uh, well, technically, from uh, Dark Souls 3 is the first Dark Souls game I ever beat. Um, I mm. played, I played like, Dark Souls 1 briefly back in the day, but I don't really think I ever got much further than Undead Bird because I was a child with no patience to, you know, sit down and try to master mm. the, like, the gameplay. So... Dark Souls 3, when that came out, was, like, the first one I got into, and I played the fuck out of this game. (laughs) I mean, like, it's a good game, for sure. I think, I don't know, let's let's get the bad out of the way before we talk about the good. Is there anything you dislike about this game? Um, I mean, there's your standard, like, FromSoft stuff that you just tend to not like, like, the swamp area kind of sucks. Um, I mean... I don't know. I think, like, I think compared to other FromSoft games that I've played, mainly, like, Elden Ring and uh, Dark Souls 1 and, like, briefly Dark Souls 2, I think, like, Dark Souls 3 is one of the ones that I have, like, the least amount of complaints with. Mm -hmm. But I think it it might also just be, like, rose-tinted glasses talking because, you know. Right. And I'm here to give you... (laughs) My non-biased take here. <laughs> I have some issues. <laughs> right? I like the game overall, but I've got some some issues with it. Mm-hmm. Number one, the amount of underground cave areas. There That's are so true. many random dungeons underneath shit. There are a lot of those. Start, like It starts off with the catacombs, which are fine. I like the catacombs. Um, but then you can find your way to the uh, smoldering lake, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, yeah, whatever. Going through it. And then you find yourself in Lost Isolate 2.0. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm going through it. And I'm like, this is all crazy fan service down here. This is just Dark Souls 1 wet dream. Oh, yes. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, well, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, mad about it, but I was, like, like, I'm playing Dark Souls 3, not Dark Souls 1. I get they're, like, intertwined, but, like, this just feels like you're trying to get the, the Dark Souls 1-ers attention. Yes, that's another, that's another complaint that a lot of people levy at this game, is it's very fanservice-y. I mean, even, like, it's, the fanservice is as grandiose as, like, straight up pulling an Orlando into the game, and it's as minute as pulling in, like, a super minor character mm-hmm. from Dark Souls 2, i.e. the fucking Laddersmith, who, like, mm-hmm. is completely... Like, nope. when people think about Dark Souls in general, nobody thinks about the Laddersmith, but there's still a reference to him <laughs> in this game. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... It, I, I see where they were coming from, given that this is, like, the last Dark Souls game that they will probably ever make. But, like, it is, like... Dark Souls 3 leans very heavily on, like, being referential and tying itself to the other games in the franchise. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. The, I, I, I was like, whatever. Like, Lost Isolith and Dark Souls 3, fine. Like, that's cool. Um, but then moving on, you go to um, Irithyll, the Boreal Valley, which is a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. But... And, what like, probably one of the most, like, aesthetically pleasing and fun areas in the game. Until you realize you have to go to the Irithyll dungeon. 
Yes. Which is Lost Isolith, but with, like, <laughs> wardens. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Like, that, like, tanked my enjoyment, like, going through there mm-hmm. and then having to go all the way down to um, uh, Yorm the Giant. Yep, I didn't know he was even down there. Yeah, I didn't even know he was down there. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just, like, another, like, optional area. So I'm glad I went, but fuck if I was, like, sh- I was like, God damn, like, this is, this is horrible. Like, I, I don't, I do not want to go underground ever again. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you, you finish with that and then you're in Anne Orlando and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I, I, I didn't remember not liking it before, but like, cause it was the lead up to Aldrich and I was like, okay. And then we're in Anne Orlando, like the main castle with like Ornstein and Smo, And I was like. <laughs> you know yes um and then i beat the game after that pretty much i just i did that i did the fucking like marriage thing i uh stole the embers took it you know um and then i did the dlc mm-hmm. i did I, I loved painted world I only did the one boss in it, though. I think there's another one? There's a couple. The uh, the bosses in Painted World are a lot harder to find than they are in Ring City, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're, like, down. Yeah. Like, in, like, the ice chasm, but I didn't have the patience. <laughs> and th- th- this is... I- I'm giving you kind of, like, the roadmap of my game <laughs> a little bit here. This is when I started to lose patience. Mm-hmm. and uh like I, I was losing it um so i just i murked um you know uh scythe bitch sister freed yeah sister freed father gascoigne just kidding but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh then i was on ring city and i started it and one of the one i like this fan service in the drag heap you go to um, the ruins of, uh, what's it called? Um, I don't know. It's a Dark Souls 2 area. Oh, is it really? Poison. The, the, the windmills around. Um, it's the ruins of something or another. Hmm. I can't remember it. But it was a Dark Souls 2 reference. I thought that was kind of cool because it wasn't like copy-paste that area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was also really annoying because they had these like, you know... Uh, but butterflies that shoot <laughs> like arrows at you. Yes, and I thought that was super fucking annoying. But I was in the drag heap. I thought I was doing like the Ring City. I beat uh the the demon princes down in the fucking crater. I got dropped off in the real Ring City, and this realization hit me like a truck. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously like it was it was kind of building up but like it, it hit me like as soon as I landed and I looked at that massive area I was like I don't give a shit about this <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like I was sitting there I was like damn well I'm not gonna be finishing Ring City so what should I do instead and then I thought I was like oh shit I never came across uh, the Nameless King, and that's like supposed to be oh, the boy. hardest boss in the game. Yes, that's the hardest so boss like, in the base game, I would say. 
I was like, maybe I'll give that a try. And then I looked up how to do it, and I was like, okay, shit, I have to go back to the fucking Irithyll dungeon. <laughs> so I don't think I it's back, too far from it, that bonfire, thankfully, but yeah. Yeah, it's not. But I did the fucking the dragon sit-down thingy, mm-hmm. took me over there, and I was like, <clears throat> I once again had that realization, I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> like, why am I still doing this? I'm sitting in Arch Dragon Peak, and I'm like, fuck. But, despite that, I was like, no, I wanna I wanna do Nameless King. I've heard so much about it, so I'm gonna go. I killed Ancient Wyvern, which was also an infamous boss, mm-hmm. for just for being, like, dog shit. Yeah, cheese. And then I died a couple times, and I was like, yeah, no, and I... <laughs> Just turned it off. <laughs> so I beat the game, but <laughs> I will say, uh, like, I do, I do fuck with that feeling super hardcore. Cause like, by the time, by the time the DLC had started coming out for Dark Souls Three, like, it was mm-hmm. like, I was kind of feeling the same way you were, where I was just like, I got my fill of Dark Souls Three. I don't want to have my fill anymore. So I'm not like, mm-hmm. I am super not well versed with the DLC. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think like, I think that's just classic, like from soft burnout. I mean, like we, I remember like, I pretty much had the same feeling when I was doing my new game plus run for Elden Ring, where I just, I got to market and I was like, I don't give a fuck about any of this right now. And I don't want (laughs) to keep doing it. (laughs) And, and I remember like, I had the same feeling during, um, the DLC for, uh, Dark Souls one. And like I just said, Dark Souls three. So like, yeah, I I, I definitely get it. <laughs> like at, at, after a certain point, you're just like, I don't like fucking, it. it kind of I don't up. fucking care. <laughs> like it it slowly builds up during your your playthrough, and then eventually at the end, it just like the words I don't care show up in your head. It's kind of like it's like when a movie reaches its climax, but instead of it being like a super epic moment, it's you realizing you don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or like Well, I mean, really quick tangent. <laughs> I recently when it comes to movies at least, I know like almost every single one follows the hero the hero's story. Yes, that's very true. And so I'm sitting there and it's kind of ruined movies for me, especially like superhero movies and shit. Mm-hmm. Where I sit there and I'm like okay, so here's the build-up. They're going to fight the enemy once, and then they're going to come back, and they're going to fight again, maybe a third time. And then you can kind of tell where the climax is, and then you're like, okay, now we've got, like, half an hour left so they can wrap things up. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially with, like, when we went to see Doctor Strange, I didn't want to say anything, but, like, damn, I was so fucking bored. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I liked that movie, but watching it, was so boring yes just because like in my brain i was like doing the math of like okay so here's the the hero story format mm-hmm. and it's gonna wrap up like this and then i can usually like tell when things are gonna happen or like you can tell what's going to happen especially with like marvel products mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe it's because there's so many of them but anyway that's that's just a tangent if i'm going on it's just like yeesh but no, I, anyway, I, back... <laughs> I, I definitely fuck with that. It, um, yeah. 
it reminds me of like the first time I ever realized that like sometimes movies can be cut and paste and it like you know the um mm-hmm. like the, some like the fun of just watching a movie for it being a movie was like taken away from me it was actually the first three transformers movies because those movies are like kind of in the same vein of like you know marvel movies following like the exact same like hero's yeah. journey it's like the tr- the first three transformers movies specifically Four and five are, yeah. a bit, are a bit different because they go their own way. But like the first three Transformers movies, There's five Transformers movies. Yes, and no. n- they're not very good. <laughs> first one's kind of good. The, I, the I first that one, one fondly. The first and the second one are the only ones that I would consider to be good movies. The other three are ass. Mm. But anyway, yeah, like they follow the same cookie cutter. Like, you know, you're introduced to what the main human characters are doing in the movie and then the main character fights like a small robot and then from there it just like follows the same shit Mm -hmm. and that was like the first time I remember realizing like oh like these are just the same movie with like slight tweaks yeah and like I went on like a long movie hiatus like I didn't watch movies for a while Mm -hmm. like after after Endgame when I like realized that well, cause like that's cause I, I watched so many hero movies and then that's yes. how it started to like catch on after Endgame, I like dropped movies. I didn't watch like any other movies up until like a couple of years ago, like two. What, what did Endgame come out? Like 2017? <sighs> Fucking probably. It might've even been 2018. Damn. Wait, was it? When was Endgame? Cause I remember Endgame watching. Endgame was 2019. So... Are you fucking kidding me? Really? That was a year was before the year pandemic? Holy Damn. shit. That's fucking crazy. Okay, so this is more recent than I thought. <laughs> I, I I didn't watch any movies until I, like... But I, I watched a select few, like... Like, Lighthouse. Just, like, random, like... Like, movies that are like different. Like, You know movies, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. It's It's just, like, movies are kind of... When it comes to, like, mainstream media, movies kind of are ruined for me. Yeah. In that regard. For now, anyway. Just kind of like the burnout. And it's it's kind of the same with Dark Souls. You know, it's like... Like, you, you play it, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. I love it. I'm remembering all my fond memories of Dark Souls 1 and, like, all of that. The fan service is there for fucking Isla 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it hits you at the end, and I'm just like, fuck, I don't give a shit about this at all. Yeah, for you sure. Know? So, I, I guess that, that was my, like, big point. Mm-hmm. Um... But I mean, like, if you break it down beat for beat, Dark Souls Three is a good game. I think the combat is some of the best, or it was the best since, um, they started it with like Dark Souls One and like Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed it up. They 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 made the uh, FP thing for uh, that Elden Ring uses, which is really cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's a good game. It's just like with the, with the amount of fan service. Excuse me, with the amount of fan service and uh, just like the amount of like areas that suck, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of like it evens out. But I think overall it comes out as a very good game. Yeah, I think for me, like part of the reason why I love Dark Souls three so much is because like I think objectively it is an easier experience than something like Dark Souls one is. Um, That's true. I think just because, like, 
well, because it is, like, it definitely is more linear than something like Dark Souls 1 is. But, like, uh, I think something that it does better than Dark Souls 1 is it pulls out a lot of the, like, the bullshit. Because, I mean, mm. like, Dark Souls 1 has a lot of bullshit. I mean, there's literally an entire area in that game that tanks your game's FPS if you're in it. <laughs> Which is, yeah. like, it's fucking ridiculous. But, like, I think... Well, you were playing on Xbox. Well, yes. So I, I, but still. I, I didn't run into those issues, but I can see. I can see them. Yeah, still. But, like... um, I mean... <sighs> Dark Souls 3, just in general, I would say is, like, it's a much more accessible experience. If we're not talking about Elden Ring, which I think would be, like, the perfect... The most it, accessible. I think it's probably the most accessible, but, like, mm-hmm. before Elden Ring, Dark Souls 3 was probably the best spot to jump in. Yeah. But I think, also, kind of hearkening back to the combat, I think part of the reason why you might like the combat so much is because it pulls a lot from Bloodborne as well. Like, it's definitely much it's more... True. It's very much, like, it is much more fast-paced than, uh, like, the original Dark Souls was. It still has a lot of Dark Souls DNA in it, and it is still slower than something like Bloodborne is. But it pulls, like, it pulls a lot of, like, influence from Bloodborne, which I think is something Dark Souls really needed. Yeah. Because, like, Bloodborne is definitely, I think, like, like, after the whole, like, you know, recency bias of Elden Ring... I think Bloodborne is my favorite from soft games still. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it needs a uh, <laughs> a, re- a remake at the very least. For like PS5. <laughs> yes, I'd, li- I'd like to see it come to PC, but like I-, I can give up on that as so long as they like put it in sixty frames. <laughs> for God fucking sake, <laughs> it it's kind of unplayable now. Well, yeah, that no, game, but like that it, game really it feels it. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so. I, that's besides the point. I'm glad that Dark Souls Three took that because, yeah, you're right. Um, I think I think the reason I like it is because it, it is more fast paced and, uh, you know, you're not sitting behind a shield like mm-hmm. constantly trying to parry. Yes. Unless you're like a, a parry god, but parrying is only something I did in Dark Souls One. I didn't really. I didn't do it in Elden Ring. I didn't do it in um, uh, Dark Souls Three, obviously. Um. And I don't do it in Dark Souls 2 whenever I play that. But yeah, <clears throat> I'm glad that it's not like severely needed. Like it was absolutely needed in Dark Souls 1. Yeah, know? for sure. So because that, that's a hard mechanic. Yeah, it like, really fucking down. is, especially because it changes from shield to shield. Mm-hmm. Like the timing of it and, you know, having to like every time you come across a new enemy, you have to figure out whether or not they're parryable and their windows. Like Mm -hmm. it's, you're right. It is really tough. Yeah. And and like in, like in dark souls one, like I was saying, it's needed, but I think the only shield I know how to parry with in that game is the wooden shield that you start with. (laughs) And, uh, like the 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 deprived one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I don't, I I only know how to parry with that and like grass crest. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) um and like that brings up another like point like with accessibility wise because dark souls one is not accessible you know it it really isn't and when they when they take out well not take out but like make it so it's not necessary i think that's a step in the right direction yeah i think that kind of 
like it plays into the what I was saying earlier of just like like Dark Souls three or Dark Souls one, um obviously it created the genre of like a game being hard because you have to master its skill. But it was definitely yeah. like at times it could be more unfair than it was difficult. And I think Dark Souls yeah. three cuts out a lot of that like fat, which is something this franchise really needed. Mm-hmm. And like I know someone someone like me because I've I've done it like mastering skills like in Dark Souls one, mm-hmm. but uh, like like I know I can do that, but there are people who either a don't want to put in the time, which is completely understandable, or b just can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that people can you know come around because like fun fact, <laughs> little Declan and Randy Sparks lore, um, <laughs> <laughs> lore bite. Uh, I, a- after being taught how to play Dark Souls 1 by, uh, Jacob, he, I surpassed him in the way of the parry, <laughs> and, uh, I-, I don't know if he, uh, still feels this way about that, but he got really mad when I parry-locked <laughs> Gwyn at the end of the game, and he had so much trouble with him, and I beat him, like, first try. <laughs> I also parry-locked Gwyn at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. But Jacob can't do it. He he physically cannot do that. That's weird, because I feel like Gwyn is so... he Like, he reads easily so parable. easily. Exactly. Which is why I was confused. Maybe things have changed. This was like a... This was something from, like, three or four years ago. But I, I remember distinctly telling him after I beat Gwyn, I was like, dude, Gwyn's so easy. I got him, like, first try with, with parrying, and he was like dude, I can't parry Gwyn for the life of me. It took me so long to beat him. I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, little little lore there. Yeah, you and Jacob got, like, super into Dark Souls 1, I remember. You guys getting into Dark Souls 1 and, like, bullying me into playing Dark Souls 1 is pretty much the only reason I've beaten it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, things were different back then. I mean, nowadays, I would never want to, like, like push you to do something you didn't want to do. No, no, no. Like I would. Dark... I. I say. I say bullying is like a fun way. Like you I guys know. were I, like. I know, but still. Yeah. But still, I do remember. Like I distinctly remember being like, "Oh, you're a pussy for not playing Dark Souls." <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did definitely call me a pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And like I've changed. I'm. I'm just saying I've changed a lot since then. But I mean, part of me is really glad that we like pretty much forced your hand to play it. But the other part of me is like, I could have gone that. Yeah, I could have gone about that in a different way. <laughs> so uh, I have a I have a question for you. Was Bloodborne your first FromSoft game? No, Dark Souls One was. Dark Souls One was, and like you beat yeah. Dark Souls One before you beat Bloodborne. That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Cause like, I think no, I beat no, I beat Bloodborne before I beat Dark Souls One. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought because. Yeah. I think part of the reason why, like, like, obviously Bloodborne is very good and is regarded as, like, one of the best FromSoft games. Dark Souls 3, not so much. And I think, like, I've been thinking about it a lot recently, and I think part of the reason why I hold such a bias towards, like, um, like Dark Souls 3, and I think this goes for a lot of, like, FromSoft fans, is, like, mm-hmm. the game you play first or the game that you beat first is always you going like triumph to over. Yeah, like it's always going to be your favorite because there is something so much different about learning a FromSoft game for the first time versus 
having played a FromSoft game before and then trying to like uh, here, I'll word it like this. There's something, uh, there's a difference between playing a FromSoft game for the first time versus having played a game like Dark Souls 1 and then jumping into Dark Souls 3. Because in that instance, you're not learning the mechanics of the game. You're you're learning the mechanics of Dark Souls 3. So I think it mm-hmm. kind of like, it like part of why I love Dark Souls 3 so much is because it was the first FromSoft game that I ever got into. And it was my first experience ever like truly figuring out the Dark Souls formula. And I think it's kind of like, um, it's like that instance of like, if you could go back and completely wipe your memory and play a game for the first time, what would it be? I think Dark Souls games are kind of like the perfect reflection of that almost because like the formulas across these games are relatively similar for better or for worse, but you never really get back the experience of learning that for the first time. Mm. That and uh, I think another Thing that like plays in is the first from soft game that you conquer you know what i'm saying yeah exactly yeah and i think if i had to uh wipe a game from my memory and play it again it'd be persona so that's fair <laughs> i always i always say that mine would be like skyrim because i would love to go back and play skyrim again for the skyrim first time a good one skyrim or minecraft I, honestly like like currently like you would pop in skyrim fresh like as a 21 year old yeah I, i'd probably hate it <laughs> yeah, see, that, that's i would what I'm probably saying. think it's maybe the worst game of all time but like, yeah, that's what i'm saying sometimes i wish i could just go back to 2011 and just play skyrim again yeah. for the first time because that that's two different things now because like yeah i was thinking about it and i was like if i wiped my memory of oblivion and then played it right now i would absolutely fucking hate it because i yeah. do absolutely kind of hate it now <laughs> you know? yeah i think like i guess if I could go back in time and play Skyrim again, that's what I would do. But if I could wipe my memory of a game and play it now, um, honestly, probably Black Ops 3 Zombies. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, because goddamn Black Ops 3 Zombies is fucking good. <laughs> uh, another little Declan lore here. Um, I don't know if I've ever said or if I ever said this on the show, but I don't even know if I ever told you. Um, my first ever gaming lull, like my, my gaming burnout Mm -hmm. was when I was like, fuck, I was like 16 or 17 and, um, I would play games pretty much just to say I played them and I would look at walkthroughs just to like get through them. Mm -hmm. Like i never went to a game blind like I used to. And Honestly, those are probably some of the worst gaming experience, experiences I ever had. Because I think I played Skyrim like that, mm-hmm. which might be why I don't like it. Um, but um, it's weird to say because, like, I think the first game that I played after that, I pulled up a walkthrough for it. And then I was like, no, this is fucking stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why am I doing this? I pulled up the walkthrough and then I immediately turned it off and I was like, I'm going to play through this game blind. And that was Persona 5. So Persona 5 kind of like saved me. So if I could wipe my brain of it and then do it again, I think I would enjoy games more again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it would, it would it would put like a refresh on. Yeah. Like you just need another game where you can like sink your teeth into it and just like mm-hmm. kind of fully envelop yourself in it exactly something like completely new something that's 
I'm going to be like honest here, something that's not being constantly milked by like content creators. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just need something different. And I don't know. Either way, we're, we're kind of like way off topic here. But yeah, so that that's kind of what I'm explaining is like why I would wipe my brain for that one specifically. But I think it kind of applies, right? Because like, you know, you'll never really get to experience a FromSoft game for the first time. Like Sekiro mm. is probably the closest you can get. But like there's kind right. of nothing. There's nothing like playing and conquering a FromSoft game for the first time, you know? Like it's a very it's a very unique experience in like just video game culture in general, I think. And mm. so like having this conversation of like if I could go back or if I could just like wipe my memory of a game that is like deeply formative to like who I am as far as video games go, like I think that kind of pertains to Dark Souls particularly well. Yeah. And like like if if I could go back and learn how to um, level up a bonfire in Dark Souls 1 with humanity again. Mm-hmm. That was something that I struggled with. I did not know how the <laughs> fuck that worked. I didn't either. But eventually, well, because like I, I was like, what the fuck? How do I do this? Um, and he was like trying to explain it to me, completely going over my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to figure that shit out myself. Um, but like learning that again, like those those things that I did are like priceless in my brain, you know? Yeah. They're like, like formative memories. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, something similar happened in Elden Ring when I played it, which made me really happy was I literally never, ever learned how to, um, format spells into <laughs> your, um, like, like your spell slots and using catalysts. I oh, never, yeah. never knew how to use that up until Elden Ring when I was like, I want to use some spells. Mm-hmm. I had zero clue. It was learning a whole new thing that's been a staple since like Demon's Souls. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like I briefly dabble with Pyromancies in Dark Souls 3, but like Elden Ring was like the first spot where I got into it. And even during mm-hmm. this Dark Souls playthrough, I was like, maybe I should fuck with some spells this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, like spells are cool, but like, they're not as accessible as just the weapons. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, like, I think, I think uh, when it comes to like video games, when I think of one that, uh, or like when I think of a series that keeps on giving, I I always think of like from from soft games. Yeah, for sure. Even Dark Souls Two is really good in my opinion. Dark Souls 2 is, like, one of those games that I've never really been able to get into. I think, Mm -hmm. honestly, I think Dark Souls 2 is probably one of those games that I'm going to have to be bullied into playing or, like, forced to play it for the show. Because, like, I feel like every time I get into it on my own with, like, no real motivator behind it, I always end up bouncing off of it. And it's not, Mm -hmm. like, it's not really any discredit to the game because, like, every time I play it, I have fun with what I do play. But I just, like, just for whatever reason, I always end up bouncing off of it. You know what I think would be really cool? What? Um, obviously, we won't do another FromSoft game for a while. I think I think uh, even this was kind of close to Elden Ring, but, you know, um, whenever we do Dark Souls 2, 
hopefully they fix the online services by then. It, it'll probably be after they fix that too. Yeah. I was thinking maybe we can do like a full like co-op playthrough, like something adjacent to that. That you know would be saying? cool. Yeah. Just like going through all the areas, summon through. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, kind of like what we did with Elden Ring. Yeah, kind of. I think that's also probably why Elden Ring was so like formative for us at the time. Cause like, Mm-hmm. I mean, you, we me, and yeah, you, me, and Jacob all kind of played it side by side. Like we were in call yeah. and talking about it, and like it's not really all that often we get like gaming experiences like that anymore, where we all three just kind of, or just like anybody, like hop and call, and just like play a game <laughs> side by side and talk about it. Man, that just always reminds me how stubborn Jacob is. <laughs> Whatever I think of how we, when we played Elden Ring. <laughs> Because he was just saying stuff that was factually incorrect. <laughs> what was the fucking, like, the respec item that he thought there were only, like, four of? The Marvel of? Tears. Yes. There's only four of them. And I was like, bro, I'm going to go in my inventory. I haven't used one yet. I'm going to tell you how much. I pulled up. It was, like, 13. There's, like, 12. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> you are factually incorrect. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I still love him, though. Yeah. But, like... When I think about it, like some, I think probably the last time we, like I, I can like really remember having an experience like that is when you and I used to like, before we could, like before we had the money to afford Minecraft on the 360, we would just play like the mm-hmm. half hour trial version and we would just take turns yeah. and see how far we could get. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember that. Yeah. So like that and was kind of the last time. credit card and I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we couldn't play split screen because it wasn't a high def TV. <laughs> yep. <laughs> different times, man. Different times. Different times. Oof. Yeah, I, I mean, like one other time I can think of that was kind of like that was uh, right before. Here's some here's some Aubrey Tully lore here. Uh, right before <laughs> you moved to Washington. We, oh we yes, went through, and we played. And we, we played a bunch Terraria of Terraria and Left 4 Dead Two. Yeah, Terraria, Left 4 Dead Two. We were playing Borderlands. Oh yeah, that's right. Damn, um, I I kind of forgot about that. I'm not gonna lie. That was fun though. Yeah. Yeah, and like, well, because you weren't gonna have that computer anymore, so. Mm-hmm. So I just like got in as much time as I could. Yeah, so like we were playing like every single day. <laughs> I think Left 4 Dead Two was really fun though. That one really stuck out when we were playing that together. Yeah, for sure. So that was like the first time I'd actually like super played Left 4 Dead 2. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Fun times. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I mean like out of all the game series, I think FromSoft kind of like brings us together. Like it's one of the very few games that uh, like you, me, and Jacob specifically like connect on. Mm-hmm. I think Cause it's... Because I know... Sorry, go on. No, go on. Oh, okay, yeah. Because um, I, I don't know. Because, like, you and Jacob have your common interests. Jacob and I have our common interests, albeit not a whole ton. I wish there was some more, but, you know, mm-hmm. I could probably make a conscious effort to, you know, go forward. But anyway, <laughs> I think FromSoft games are, like, what bring all three of us together, usually. Oh, yeah, that for like sure. Terraria. Mostly from soft games, we we usually come together with, which is pretty sweet in my opinion. I think it might be because like, it's not like it's not the only example in modern times, but like, um, 
the character that I was playing for this playthrough of Dark Souls 3 is, uh, excuse me, it's the character that I'm using to try and get all the achievements. Mm. And most of what I have left is just like, um, like spell, like it's basically the achievements to get like all of the rings or all the pyromancies. Like it's just those achievements left. So I've been doing a lot of like Mm. exploring and like going into niche little corners And it made me realize that, like, part of the allure of Dark Souls games is it's sort of, like, it's this, it's, it almost is, like, this last bastion of, like, JRPGs where it's, like, things aren't just spelled out for you. Like, it, it, in a Mm -hmm. weird way, it reminds me a lot of, like, trying to find Yuffie or Vincent in Final Fantasy VII. Because that game does not spell it out. I mean, trying to explain to you how to do it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I think, like, the Elden, like, our Elden Ring playthroughs, especially those being simultaneous and Jacob like teaching you how to play dark souls one is sort of very reminiscent to those times of like a game does not explain this shit to you at all. And you have to like use your outside sources, which in this instance are like your friends rather than it being Mm. the internet. And I think the fact like part of what is enjoyable about FromSoft games for me is like, um, playing through them mostly blind for the first time and like, like leaning on the people around me rather than like leaning on the internet, which I would for most other games to like find like little, like small secrets or like niche items that would be particularly useful. And I think like from soft games are sort of like the last bastion of like what, (laughs) like what in the eighties and nineties and even early two thousands would have been considered bad game design, but with FromSoft games, mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's intentional, and they make it, like, they make it accessible because it's intentional, and yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, especially like with Elden Ring when we were like, because we played it pretty much on launch, mm-hmm. so there wasn't like any online stuff. Yeah. Yet. And there were, like, like there were a lot of times where, like, you'd be like, oh, man, I found this staff. And I was like, oh, where is it? And then you'd be like, oh, it's here. And I would, like, go off and explore that area and, like, try to find it. And it's, like, it's not often that, like, especially in the modern age of just, like, you know, everything is on the Internet. And people are writing guides for games that haven't even come out yet. Like, having, like, having those experiences, like with games that are coming out in the year 2022 is like, it's very few and far between, but like, Mm. it's like, it's genuinely similar. Like it reminds me why I love gaming so much in a way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing about dark souls three, um, I think it might have some of the best tracks. Yes. In, uh, the souls and the FromSoft library. I agree. Um, I really like like Bloodborne's soundtrack, but I think Dark Souls Three might have a little edge on that. So, Dark Souls Three um, like really plays into the fact that it's the last game in the series because like everything in it just feels more grandiose and like especially towards the end of the game, you really feel the fact that like this is the final game in the series, and they really like for better or worse, like, they really lay on the finality of it all, and mm. I I think it works, like, really well. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think that the uh, opening music, or, like, the uh, the title screen music for Dark oh, Souls 3 is probably... Oh, it's so good! Yeah, I love it so best. much. 
one of the best uh, tracks in all of FromSoft. Mm-hmm. It's super fucking good. Oh, Earthen Peak. That's the name of the place. And Drag Heap, uh, the, the Dark Souls 2 area. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to 40 minutes ago. Yeah, Earthen Peak. <laughs> Glad you could remember. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it just like hit me. <laughs> um, but yeah. But I, that's pretty much all I got for Dark Souls 3. Yeah, and I think. All the other topics we talked about. <laughs> I think that's that's about all I've got for me, too. Sweet. All right. Well, do you have a VR segment? Um, I, uh, I don't think I do. I do. Um, actually, I do. I do have a VR segment. Uh, but you can go right. first because I feel like I always go first with VR. All right. Um. So this might be a little controversial. <laughs> uh oh. Are you gonna Are you gonna say some like Ben Shapiro shit? No. I'm gonna talk <laughs> about the tea bagging stuff. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, so for those who don't know, there is, or there are people who believe that teabagging in video games is more than just a toxic, uh, like player made emote. Um, they're saying it is adjacent to sexual assault and everyone should give express consent before, uh, it happens in game. Um, which I can see, but also I think that, uh, you might be dumbing down people who have actually received real sexual assault in re- real life, uh, like their experiences and um, like what they went through. You're kind of trivializing it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, teach their own, right? Uh, if if you don't like it, then you don't like it. Um, but I feel as though Riot Games has gone a little too far <laughs> with uh, something that happened um, recently. There was a I think it was a Valorant tournament, and uh, one of the teams got completely disqualified from the tournament um, for teabagging, and it was especially weird because um, the teammate who did it was doing it to another one of his friends who was a teammate on their own team. Mm. Um, but Riot said it, or not, I don't know if it was actually Riot or if it was a holder i'm pretty sure i don't know anyway more of the story they got completely banned from like all tournaments that's crazy and um they went on record and had said like we're not going to name any names but then named like the real name they're like actual (laughs) in real life names what the fuck yeah like completely doxed them pretty much online well the at least the two not the other team they said the team name but they weren't going to bring any people like specifically mm-hmm. and then they completely name dropped them i don't know i think it was a poor um play by all parties and i i can understand why they were kicked out but i don't understand name dropping them mm-hmm. i so, think like I it's i guess like the issue of teabagging is kind of like a more macro issue of just like toxicity in gaming, especially for yeah. a company, a company like Riot Games, because like Riot Games does Valorant and League of Legends, which are known for like, mm-hmm. I mean, toxic people. Yeah, those fan bases are <laughs> ridiculously fucking toxic. So no I, offense to anyone who plays those. I mean, but... offense if you're fucking toxic as shit. 
But like, that's true. Full disclosure, you can enjoy a game even if it is known for its toxic fan base. I give League players a Mm -hmm. lot of shit, i.e. my fucking (laughs) sister's boyfriend. But like, those games are known for its their toxic fan base for a fucking reason, right? Yeah. And I under I understand why Riot would want to crack down on that because like it's not exactly a good reputation that either of those games have. So I understand going to the extreme of like banning them, but at the same time it does it does feel a bit extreme. Like mm-hmm. I like you know, I I, I'm not going to be like, oh, I would have done things differently, but, you know, whatever. To whoever, like, the decision has been made. Mm. It's not like, you know, anything is going to really change because of it. But I think, right. like, I definitely think you're right. Like, I think I, personally, I I can't fucking stand teabagging. Like, I think yeah. it's like, I think it's super toxic and it's just like, it's this relic of a bygone era of like MW2 lobbies where white kids just used yeah. to say the N-word all the time. And it's just like, That's, so, yeah. yeah, like, so I just, I don't fuck with it anymore, but mm. I, I think you're right. I think like equating it to something like sexual assault really does kind of trivialize like the real trauma of like mm. having to go through that experience, which like isn't like, I can't say from personal experience that I really have, but like, you know, it's not like it's not really an open secret for people who like have experienced it, that like it, it can be really like traumatizing and triggering and, you know, to trivialize it with something like pressing B in a video game really does kind of is like really shitty. Yeah. Like, and you'll never see like me teabagging ever. I'm not like an advocate for it. I still think it's dumb and toxic, but like, yeah, I, I don't think people should be charged with sexual assault. No. Over crouching over and over. Yeah. That's but, that that feels a bit extreme. Yeah. I I think it's just, you know, people being mean mm-hmm. and uh I don't know. Uh, I I like I don't think people should do it, you know, but I don't think people should be charged, you know, or you should equate it to something like that. I think it's I think that part is a bit dumb. Yeah, like, I guess if if we're talking about it being in, like, a professional gaming setting or, like, if you're a Mm, content creator and you're indulging in that kind of toxic behavior, like, I definitely understand, like, a company wanting to, like, crack down on it and, like, you Mm. know... Or why people would be upset about it. Yeah, exactly. But, like, 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 equating it to something as serious and, like, as emotionally draining as something like sexual assault is and, like... You know, knowing like it, it would be weird to it would be weird to see a court case where somebody uh, uses the argument like they were asking for it or uh, like the way they were dressed, like force somebody to teabag them. Like it, it, it just doesn't it doesn't yeah. <laughs> it reads really shitty. And it's just like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I mean, I just. I, I don't know. I don't really. There's just a lot more factors. Yeah. Like it's, I get, I get wanting to crack down on it and it's absolutely toxic and really shouldn't be tolerated in many gaming spaces. Mm-hmm. But like pushing, pushing it that far and trivializing like a real personal issue for a lot of people like really sucks. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. like on the flip side, imagine like going in like chat all and being like, yo, is it cool if I, uh, crouch over and over on this person's dead body (laughs) 
Well, I, I kind of like. <laughs> Would they be kind of wild? I kind of get that idea though, right? Of just like, like. <laughs> if you did that in pub lobbies, you would definitely get like shit on. But if you're in like a group of friends and you're just like, like you do teabagging as a joke and someone's like, Hey, I don't really fuck with that. Like that. I, that I definitely understand of like asking yeah, that's like, fine. the idea of asking for express consent of like, Hey, do you guys care if we like, you know, like play up the toxicity as like a joke like that. Like mm. I definitely understand that idea of like wanting to make sure everyone's cool with it. Cause like, if you go like, yeah. you know, like just like being toxic for the sake of being toxic is really shit or like, yeah, if like, and it's, it's probably super awkward if you like are trying to be toxic ironically and someone reads it as unironically and then it becomes like a whole awkward thing. Like, so I, I definitely mm. kind of, I like, I would understand like, yeah, I, I kind of fuck with that. Yeah. Although, I don't know. yeah. I just, like I just I think said, it would be kind of awkward to ask. You know? if, you, if you did that, like, if you did that in a fucking pub lobby, like, if you went into a Valorant pub lobby and did that, you would definitely be torn to fucking shreds, yeah. uh, which <laughs> is probably, you know, its own issue. But, like, if you were, like, if you're just with friends and, like, you know, you just run it by them, like, hey, I'm going to make this joke. Is it cool? You know? No big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, just making sure what everyone's cool with, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, moral of the story, we don't mess with teabagging, but also, <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a deal. No. I think it, like, it's but... defi- it's, its own issue in in gaming. Like, it, teabagging is more so an issue about, like, toxicity and, like, this idea of, like, especially toxic masculinity in gaming. Because, like, the whole idea of it is, like, dropping your nuts on someone. So, like, yeah. it's definitely... That's it, true. Yeah. It's it's more about, like, the macro issue of, like, toxic masculinity and, like, just toxicity in general in, like, gaming spaces. But, like, that is a completely separate issue from, like, very real and, like, very hurtful and traumatizing sexual assault cases. Yeah. I also just can't remember the last time I teabagged because, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I. <laughs> it might have probably an apex for me, but <laughs> really, I mean, I, man, have I? No, I don't think I have. But like, no. if there was going to be a game where I would teabag, <laughs> yeah, it's probably fair. I don't know. Anyways, you have a uh, VR segment? Yeah, mine's not nearly as serious. I've been playing a fuck ton of Slay the Spire on my phone. Me too. Not on not on the phone on my computer, but yes, me too. I like so recently I've been watching like a lot of TV and sometimes it's nice to just like have something to do while the TV is on in the background. And like I've kind of run out of things to do on my phone specifically. Like um solitaire. Yeah, like I, I still play a lot of solitaire, but I've been kinda like burnt out on solitaire a little bit recently. And so I was like, oh, I could. That's wild. wild I'm a fucking 80 year old man, apparently. Yo, I'm burnt out on solitaire when solitaire 2 is coming out. Do you want to know what level I am in solitaire? No. (laughs) I'm level 771. Jesus. I know. Like, I played a shit ton of solitaire over the last few months, and I'm finally burnt out on it. I'm having Dark Souls burnout on solitaire, basically. But I was looking for games on my phone, and I I saw that like, um, they have been like, mobile games have really like stepped it up in the last few years. Like, there's a lot of like mm-hmm. actually really good titles, uh, and Slay the Spire was one of them, and it was like ten bucks, and I was like, fuck yeah, I love Slay the Spire. So I've just been playing like a ton of Slay the Spire, um, 
on my phone and it plays really well. I mean, it's basically just like any other, like it, it plays like a deck builder. Like there aren't really any super complicated controls and like, I, I mean, it's it, some crazy synergies though. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, especially as the, uh, the silent, oh my gosh. Yes. Crazy synergy. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm, I'm having a ton of fucking fun with this game. Cause like, it's, it's almost like perfect for like, a mobile gaming experience, whether that be something like the Switch or your phone. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm having a blast with it. So like, I guess this is like a recommendation to anybody. Like if you're looking for like decent games on your phone and you know, you like things like roguelikes, uh, cause they're kind of perfect for just like on and off, like, uh, like just, you know, playing for a couple minutes and then, you know, turning it off. If you have to go do something like Slay the Spire is probably as good as good as it gets on your phone mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i i'm excited though because this is completely different um I, i'm excited i uh find, i've downloaded kingdom hearts one and two on the, <laughs> the yes finally. i love kingdom I'm hearts so excited um but then i realized when i was looking at my uh my epic games uh library Mm-hmm. There it is, staring me directly <laughs> in my face with a fucking shitty and fucking Genshin Impact. No! Installed on my fucking... You dude. did not. I downloaded it, like, Declan. five months ago. You I did not. I haven't opened it for fear. For fear of my life. <laughs> I have not opened it. You need to uninstall it. I'm... I can't do it, man. I'll do <laughs> like, it. I will do it for you. Dude... I, I keep looking at it, and I'm like, damn, I kind of want to play Genshin Impact. And then I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. Cause Genshin you, Impact you know, will destroy your fucking life. You know who who I am. I get, I get yes. locked and stuff. Number one, I'm a, I'm a huge whale. <laughs> <laughs> All of my money will go into Genshin Impact. You can't. We literally cannot afford for you to play Genshin Impact right now. I after we're done I recording, I will come into your room and uninstall Genshin Impact for you because no. we cannot. <laughs> we literally cannot afford for you to do that. It's been. I've been five months strong. It's just sitting in the fucking. Area, I know, the fucking thing. but the I've fact that you brought it. it up, it's tempting you. It's like the fucking ring from Lord of the Rings. Like it's talking to you, dude. And it's, it's fucking... The fucking mask from JoJo's. <laughs> I'm Dio. Oh no! The day you start playing Genshin Impact is the day your life changes forever. I know. I'll become a complete incel. It, it, no, I can't do it, man. I don't even have but anything I'll... against Genshin Impact, like as a game. Like I'm sure it's fun, but like, yeah, with me specifically. Yeah, with you specifically, it's dangerous. It's kind of like mess. Was... Like, yeah. <laughs> like Genshin Impact for you is like. <laughs> like Fortnite and Apex are like the gateway drug to Genshin Impact, because <laughs> like I know, because <laughs> like the I don't last know. thing I, I you think... need is a pay to win game. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dude. I will. I will get every single character and then fucking like jerk off to them. <sighs> I don't know, dude. I no. I'll uninstall it myself. You're right. It's a very slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. I already spent a lot of money on Apex and Fortnite. Yeah, and you don't even play those games very much anymore. I know. I do want to play more Fortnite, though. <laughs> for some reason. I don't know what it is. Anyway. 
I yeah, I will get rid of Genshin. Good. I have to be able to do this. If I can't do it, what kind of person am I? <laughs> I, I? I already don't touch a lot of grass nowadays. So I need to like, you know, my hands are shaking and I'm sweating profusely. <laughs> every time, every time you feel the need to play Genshin Impact, you have to go out in the balcony and read a book. <laughs> oh no, a whole book. <laughs> I mean, just some of it. I have to read the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) You have to read the Minecraft Bible or something. (laughs) Minecraft Redstone Guide. (laughs) No, yeah, I I won't play it. I just, I always think it's funny because I installed it one time because I was super bored. And then I was like, I can't play this. And it's just been sitting there. Uh, That's fucking hilarious. I always look at it and I'm like, I can't do it. That's so fucking funny. I, I know my own limits, man. At least that I I know, I know that the second that game opens, I'm gonna be fucking. I'll, I'll quit. I'll quit my job and I'll become an incel. You're gonna become I'll, a Genshin streamer. Yeah, I'll I'll move back into my mom's house. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Uh, that is so funny. Anyways, but yeah, um, I don't. Know, that just crossed my mind because like, I. I installed it and I opened up Epic Games Launcher and I was like, there it is. <laughs> it's staring at me. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways. Uh, I've I've gone on long enough. What's the what's the next thing we're doing? So um Declan and I spoke briefly and I mm-hmm. had an idea. So Declan and I over the past few episodes have talked a lot about like gaming burnout and how we're like kind of going through like a bit of a lull so we're gonna take Mm -hmm. like a bit of a break from playing games but what we're gonna do instead is i have a couple of like video game tv shows lined up for us to watch i i feel like well when you said video game tv shows i feel like i know which ones you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) which ones which ones are those declan i'm curious to know do you want me to (laughs) you really want me to fucking guess i'm curious yes okay well, one that uh, jumped out at me because you talked about it recently was uh, the Resident Evil show on Netflix. Okay. And I'm I'm nervous about watching that one because I've heard horrible things about it. <laughs> but it's really bad. Uh, and then the Castlevania anime. Okay, you're wrong on both accounts. Really? Okay, it's Sonic Underground. <laughs> <laughs> no, better. So uh, we are going to watch. The Cuphead show. Okay. And I should have known. Yeah. <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> Super Show. I don't want to watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. What? <laughs> Too fucking bad. <laughs> That's that show's long as fuck. We no no no. We're, we're not, not gonna, gonna watch. It. We're not gonna watch all of it. We're gonna because okay. Cuphead only has one season. So I figured we'll probably get through that pretty quickly, and then we'll just mm-hmm. kind of like supplement the rest of our time. <laughs> with the super mario brothers super show is it is it on streaming yeah it's on on paramount plus what the fuck yeah i know (laughs) i was surprised the super mario brothers super show and then they're like oh man what's what's the name mario brothers plumbers the gang uh, found a secret water tunnel, <laughs> working on a drain with a princess in hand and the mushroom man. <laughs> I've never some, seen. Some, I've never yeah. seen any of it, so I'm very excited. And 
Koopas and Koopas up to misbehaving. I don't know. Something something about Mushroom Man keeps saying. I don't know. It's a wrap. I think. So yeah, those are the two shows we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch the I Cuphead watch show that. on Netflix and the Super Mario Brothers Super Show on Paramount Plus. A Super Mario Brothers Super Show. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm excited for the Cuphead show because I actually want to watch that, but like yeah. the Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew you were gonna be like, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Is, is that the one with? Yeah, it's that's the one, one with, with like, the live the weird, action, like segments. live action. Yeah, yeah, like and it's the, the one where the... Mario says "fuck you, Luigi." He does not say "fuck you, Luigi." He says "fuck you, Luigi." He doesn't. Anyways, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess we got to plug our shit now. So. Yes, we do. Uh, all the normal stuff. You want to leave us a, you know, a question or just talk to us or bring something up or give us recommendations or yada, yada, yada. You can uh, follow, not follow us. You can send us an email at callsafewentpodcast.gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We are kind of on and off with it, but we would appreciate the follow at callsafepoint. Um Leave us a, a rating on your preferred podcast site, your podcast listening site. And uh, we have a Discord. Um, we'll leave that in the description. And also, I feel like I'm forgetting something. We stream on and off. Um, so if you ever want to catch a stream, twitch.tv.callsaypoint or slash callsaypoint, something or another like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If you're if you're in the Discord or the Twitter, you won't have to worry about knowing where it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need to leave us an email. If you go to the Discord, you can just ask us stuff on there. Yeah. So yeah, follow us anywhere you want. And Twitter, you can leave us a DM if you really want. It's all to you. Yeah. There are plenty of ways to contact us, and none of you do it. So do it now. <laughs> <laughs> We need you for content. Zeklin, can I make a request? What's up? Can you edit in the German version of that one Super Mario song for the end of this episode? <laughs> no. Why? The German version? Yeah, swing the arm out and out sex. Oh, yes, Super Mario. Just right, for gays. <laughs> if I could find it, I'll do it. Those are the only parts I remember. The if, part if where I he says just it, for gays and sex, oh just yes. Just for gays. <laughs> <laughs> that is the German language you're making fun of. Hey, fuck them. Whoa, you're right. It's not like... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't dig yourself in the I'm sorry. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody. <laughs>